Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Well, welcome back to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast. I'm Josh Proctor, and just excited to walk with you um, on this journey once again in terms of what does it look like to walk in freedom from porn, to walk in freedom from shame. If you've been with us recently on the podcast, we've been talking about things as it relates to negative heart emotions that uh, can lead us to, um, to give in to sexual sin temptation that leave us more vulnerable um, to things like pornography struggle. We've looked at uh, this acronym called BLAST, and we've looked at you know feeling bored and feeling lonely and feeling afraid and feeling angry. We've looked at you know feeling sad, feeling stressed. Today, what we're going to look at um, are two things, this idea of feeling shame and this idea of feeling tired. Now, obviously, with it being the porn-free, shame-free podcast, the shame thing is a huge, huge player when it comes to sexual sin struggle, to pornography struggle. And so we're going to spend the majority of our time talking about shame, and that's how we'll end our time today. So we're going to start with this idea of tired. Now, there's two aspects of tired that really leave you vulnerable um, to sexual sin temptation, that leave you vulnerable to things like pornography struggle. One of them is just being physically tired. If, if you followed the podcast, what you've noticed is that we are a faith-based uh, um, podcast and that everything that we're doing is based upon the truth of God's Word and that we believe Jesus Christ is the one that sets one free from things like porn and things like shame. And so we refer to the truth in, in God's Word, the Bible, often to find the answers for what freedom really looks like. In a book in the Old Testament called Lamentations, um, which is it's, it's the laments of a prophet, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23 in the Old Testament of the Bible, uh, talks about the fact that God's mercies are new every morning. And I think if we were really honest with ourselves, what we could say is sometimes the best thing for me to do is just go to bed. I've experienced a lot of exhaustion during the day, and the more tired I am, the more vulnerable I am for those negative emotions to be accentuated in my life, the more um, opportunity I have to think irrationally. I just don't make good decisions when I'm tired. And so the best thing for me to do is just go to bed and get some rest and experience God's mercies new the next day. Now, some of you are watching this, and you don't have any issue with that whatsoever in terms of once you hit the pillow that you can go to sleep. And so if that's you, here's what I'm encouraging you. Don't do something dumb. Like, you know, I'm just going to surf YouTube until 2 in the morning until I decide to go to sleep. Because all that's going to do is give you opportunity to be vulnerable to temptation because you're not making good decisions. Just go to bed and get those new mercies the next morning. Now, some of you watching this, sleep is a real struggle. And so what I want to do is communicate, like heartfelt, that my heart hurts deeply when I think about just the sleep struggle, when people hit the pillow and they're just unable to go to sleep and find rest. Insomnia is a real deal in our culture. And so if that's you, 
I want to just be as honest as I can. I'm just a guy who loves Jesus, trying to help people walk in freedom from pornography. And I don't always have the best answers on what do you do at night when you can't sleep. But I do have great recommendations. Um, I would encourage you to find a family doctor, like a family practitioner that you trust, that whatever you're dealing with medically, you know, whether it's, you know, I have diabetes or I have acid reflux or, you know, or maybe it's, you know, mental illness related in terms of anxiety or depression. Um, And just, you know, full disclosure here, guys, I have had an on again, off again battle with depression. So I understand what it is to sit down with a doctor and have an awkward conversation about things you don't want to talk about. But I would highly encourage you, if you wrestle with sleep, to either find a, a doctor that you trust or find a Christian counselor that you can seek counsel and wisdom from on what is the best thing for you to do at night when you're laying in that bed and you can't get to sleep. Because here's what I'm going to tell you as it relates to being tired and sexual sin temptation. The more tired you are as you're not experiencing rest, the more vulnerable you are to making really dumb decisions and giving in to things like pornography. Now that's the physical tired piece, but let's look at the soul tired piece. Sometimes it's not that I just need to go to bed. It's really that every ounce of me is exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Well, the beauty is the Bible talks about this too. So in the New Testament, when Jesus was walking on this earth, now he's you know, in heaven and, and, and sitting next to the Father in heaven. And for those of us who follow Jesus, he sends his Holy Spirit to live inside of, to empower, to help us walk in freedom from things like pornography and things like shame. And in a later podcast, we will talk about the power of God's Holy Spirit. But when Jesus was walking on this earth, it's recorded in Matthew chapter 11 in the New Testament, verses 28 through 30. Here's what Jesus says. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. Some of you who are watching this are just weary and burdened today. Your soul is exhausted. At the end of that passage in verse 30, it says that Jesus provides rest for the soul. But there's got to be a connectedness with him, a yoked with him, if you will, like Like, I'm connected with him. I'm walking with him. I'm obeying him. That's how I'm going to find rest. And you say, Josh, how do I do that? Well, obviously, if you've not given your life to Jesus, the best way to bring your weary, burdened soul to Christ is to say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've done wrong. I cannot do life on my own. I will spend eternity separated from God, separated from you in a place called hell if I don't. Repent of, my, of the stuff I've done wrong. God, I am repenting. I'm receiving what Jesus did on the cross, what he did through the empty tomb. And I'm saying, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, I surrender control of my life to you. I receive that free gift of you, Jesus. And see, guys, if that's you, that's, that is you bringing your weary, burdened soul to Jesus for the first time. Some of you watching this and you're like, Josh, I know Jesus, but my soul is just weary and burdened. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. Invite him to meet you in it. Y'all may make fun of me when I tell you this about myself, but I mow my yard sometimes like three times a week. My neighbors probably think I'm nuts. 
I'm not even saying I mow it three times a week because it needs to be mowed three times a week. That's a way I find soul rest. It helps me to be out and have sunlight. It helps me to be sweating and having endorphins released in my brain. It helps me while I'm mowing to pray. And I don't know why mowing relaxes me, but it does. Maybe what relaxes you is jogging or lifting weights or walking or riding a bike. Maybe it's you know, sitting on a rocking chair on the back porch. Maybe it's going for a drive in the country and looking at God's beautiful creation. Maybe it's something completely different. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Find the thing that you can enjoy and invite Jesus to be with you in it and bring your weary burden self to him. Sometimes those prayers aren't going to be real pretty. Sometimes it's just going to be a vent session with God. And I think if I'm yoked with him, connected with him, following him, and I bring my weary burden self to him, honest with him, whether he fixes my circumstances or not, I have a confidence that he's going to be with me in it. Would you be willing to consider bringing your weary burden self to Christ and not run into things like pornography? Would you be willing just to lay down and go to sleep and not lay there in bed surfing YouTube, which could lead to something that's no bueno, not good at all? If you have sleep issues, would you be willing to sit down with a Christian counselor, with a medical doctor, and say, I need help. Can you give me some good counsel and wisdom on the fact that I can't sleep at night? One of the greatest things a person who struggles with pornography or sexual sin can do is be okay with their weakness. Because 2 Corinthians 12, passage in the New Testament, verse 9, says, when I'm weak is when Jesus is strong. When I'm weak is when he can be strong in me. That's the tired piece. Don't spend the rest of our time today talking about shame. Because shame is so debilitating for all of us in any aspect of our lives, but especially when it comes to pornography and other aspects of sexual sin. See, guilt says I did something wrong. It's like I'm, I'm convicted, this was wrong, I shouldn't have done that. But shame goes way beyond guilt. Shame attacks the person. And it says, hey, something is wrong with me. And I will confess, shame has been a motivator in my life. I wish that that's not true. But, but I've used it to motivate myself. And just so you know, it's not a good motivator. I've used it in my relationship with my wife and my children to try to help them, to motivate them. And they would tell you, if they were on this podcast, when dad did that, when my husband did that, didn't help. Shame does not help anyone walk in freedom. It doesn't. So if you're a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a fiance watching this, and the one you love is in struggle with sexual sin, can I tell you something? Shaming them will not help them walk in freedom. In fact, it will only lead them to do more sin in the sexual sin arena. If you're a parent and you're watching this and you have an elementary child or a junior high child or a high school student or 
you know, a college student or a young adult, and you're like, man, they're drowning in pornography, Josh. They're drowning in other aspects of sexual sin. Hear me. Shaming them will not help them change. It will only make the problem worse. And side note, you heard me say elementary. Can I tell you something, parents? The average age of first exposure to pornography in this country is some, in the United States is somewhere between eight and nine. We've got to be talking to our kids about things like pornography because they need to be prepared for what's coming against them. And if they stumble on it or they see it or they're looking at it or they ask questions about it, we do not need to shame them. No shame, no shame, no shame. Let's look at shame in Genesis chapter 3, the first book in the Bible in the Old Testament. It's a story of when Adam and Eve first sinned and introduced sin to all mankind. It's when they did wrong against God. It says in Genesis 3 verse 7, when they did wrong, their eyes were open and they realized that they were naked. Now I want you to think about this for a minute. Like we could laugh on this podcast. It's an intense podcast because we're talking about porn. We're talking about shame. I get it. But we can laugh. I want you to imagine being naked and not knowing you were naked and just walking around out in public naked. That's Adam and Eve. Could you imagine when it says in verse 7, the eyes of them were opened after they sinned and they realized they were naked? You talk about panic, terror. Ah, I'm naked. Here's the thing. It says they immediately covered themselves. Why? Because they felt shame. See, Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, just a few verses before Genesis 3, 7, it says the man and his wife were naked and felt no shame. They were completely vulnerable before God, completely vulnerable before each other, and they felt no shame. But the moment they sinned, their eyes were opened and they saw their nakedness and they were exposed. So what they do? They covered up. That's the first thing we do when we sin and we feel shame. We cover up. And I'm telling you, that is so true in the pornography arena. Got to cover it up. Got to delete this. But it doesn't just stop with cover up. Verse 8 in Genesis 3 says that they hid from God. Shame leads me to hide. Shame leads me not to want to be known. Why? Verse 10, the reason they hid was because they were afraid. They were afraid of being exposed, and so are we. That's why we're so ashamed and embarrassed to talk about things like pornography, sexting, masturbation. Why? Because it's embarrassing. It produces shame. So we hide, we're afraid, we don't want to be exposed. And then Genesis 3, verses 12 through 15, it talks about how Adam blamed God and blamed his wife for his sin and how Eve blamed Satan. It's the same thing we do. When we feel shame, it's God's fault, it's the forces of darkness's fault, it's somebody else's humanity's fault, it's not my fault. Shame leads me to cover up, to hide, to feel afraid, to blame. And I want you to hear this. There are consequences for sin. It's the porn-free, shame-free podcast, not the consequence-free podcast. If you're watching this and you're in sin, there are consequences that will come, I promise. But God can still be with you even in those. 
Genesis 3.23, yes, he kicked them out of the garden. But he still stayed connected with them. And in fact, verse 21 tells you that he made better clothes for them. That he made a sacrifice to kill an animal, to clothe them in animal skin, so they didn't have to walk around naked or half covered up with fig leaves because his covering is better. Guess what? As I walk around covered in the shame from my pornography past, Jesus covers me with himself because I've committed my life to him. God doesn't see my sin. He sees Jesus if I'm his follower. But what I really want you to see today is verse 9. It says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9, that the Lord God called to them. Now, he would normally come to them in the cool of the day to walk with them in this new creation. And he came to them again on their worst day. He still showed up and he said, where are you? When you ask someone, where are you? I think you're just saying, hey, where are you at? And why do you ask that? Because it's just we want to be with you. That's why we ask someone, where are you? Because we want to be with them. And I think what the Father was saying to Adam and Eve is, I still want to be with you. You have blown it for all mankind, but I still want to be with you. And I'm going to cover you with better coverings than fig leaves. I hope you're watching this and you're going, oh my gosh, God wants to meet me in my sin and shame. God, through Jesus, wants to cover my sin and shame. Guys, if I knew that all those years ago, my pornography struggle would not have been as long as it was. I thought I had to clean myself up and then come back to Jesus. I had no idea that Jesus wanted to meet me in it. Oh, how amazing the love of God is. That in the midst of my shame, where I say, what's wrong with me? I'm awful. I'm unworthy. I'm condemned. I'm this horrible person doing this horrible thing. Jesus says, hey, I'm with you. Hey, I'm better. Let me cover you. Let me help you walk in freedom. Guys, that is way better, way better than any amount of pornography you could consume. Could you watch this today and say, oh my gosh, he loves me. He wants to meet me in my sin and shame. I don't have to cover up. I don't have to hide. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to blame others. I can let Jesus meet me there. And I'm free from all that shame because he's covered me. That is great news. Here's what I'm asking you today. Could you prioritize sleep in your life to make better decisions as it relates to temptation? Would you consider Bringing your weary, burdened self to Jesus. I have to do that all the time. All the time. Would you invite Jesus to meet you today in your sin and shame? And if your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, parent watching this with somebody you love struggling, would you ask God to overwhelm you with his love 
so you could meet the one you love who's struggling in their sin and shame, just like God meets us. Father, I pray in Jesus' name against shame as someone's watching this right now. God, I am so grateful that it's not about us getting our stuff cleaned up, but it's about you meeting us in our mess. Encourage someone today. Give hope today. God, meet them in their sin and shame today and then give them the resolve to lean on you to pursue freedom. God, in Jesus' name, by the power of your blood, would we bring our weary burden self to you? And would you give us rest? And we say it in your name. Amen. God's blessings to you on your journey to freedom. Thank you.